All right, folks, here we go. Here we go. Action Sports Jacks overtime here on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton here. Championship belt on because it's Friday. And I'm joined right now, if you're watching the stream, by Brent Martineau. What's happening? Wow. Huh? A little overtime for Brent Martineau? A little overtime. A little, I'm never afraid of a little OT now, especially since I'm going to be gone for like the next two weeks. Okay. And, T- uh, talk your talk. <laughs> so, uh, got to run and do TV in a little bit, but I'm going to let uh, Casey get back to the studio so he can uh, jump in there with you for the rest of the show. But, hey, listen, I got plenty more to talk about. I mean, we just got uh, Casey in the cryotherapy chamber. He'll tell you all about that experience. But um, we didn't talk much NBA, and, you know, you start to look at that Magic roster, and I want to know what you think about what the Orlando Magic did last night and now what their basketball team looks like. Are they about to turn a corner, Brian Middleton? Uh, so I think it's going to be a, a short no on that. Uh, so I think they went with the, the safe pick. First of all, uh, let me back up before then. Um, Orlando has been an issue for years now. And so when I first started in radio, um, I actually got the chance to start doing the Sports Center updates because there was a guy named Jay Gray who uh, – kind of, you know, put me under his wing and was like, hey, this is how you do it, and I got to fill in for him. And eventually when he uh, exited and went, I believe, up to Philly, um, I was able to take that over. But one of the things that I had to report on in those 60 seconds was the Orlando Magic, which was good because, you know, it's something that you can lean on for about six or seven months out the year. But it was bad because they were terrible then. And um, the plan that they were trying to put together was that, listen, we're going to grow this from scratch. Uh, it isn't going to be something where we, um, uh, where we go get a bunch of big free agents, try to piece together a super team, because at the time, um, LeBron had gone back to Cleveland, um, who, you know, had Kyrie and Kevin Love, and the Warriors were doing their thing as well. This was pre-KD, and then KD joined on while I was still doing it. But that whole time, Orlando would continue to pick up players, uh, whether it be Vucevic or um, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba. Like, and it, it just it didn't work out, whether it was coaching, whether it was culture. I think it was a lot of it was age-related as well. And um, they were floundering, and it was tough to talk about day after day after day. I had to get creative with how, uh, how I actually framed the story. Anyway, so coming back to the present, you know, we heard about Jabari Smith out of Auburn, who by all accounts – uh, I, I would put him ahead of uh, Benchero uh, in the way that I like his game. He's an elite shooter. Um, he plays defense. And, you know, he doesn't have quite the body. You hear that term a whole lot as far as, the, you know, NBA when they're coming into the draft. Uh, th- does, do they have an NBA body? And Benchero does. And granted, Benchero can get to the basket better than Smith at this point in time. But as far as just actually putting the ball in the hoop, I would go with Jabari Smith. But it feels like they went with the safe choice with Banchero out of Duke. And that's fine, but I don't think that that's something, even with the other pieces that you have there, that's going to tick you upwards momentum-wise. Uh, now, he may be a fine piece, and then next season, you know, they, they, they're probably going to be in the top of the draft again, and whoever's coming out, you may have a chance to get that person, and that may be the key. And then he, he turns out to be a part of a, of a very good team. 
But as far as Orlando is concerned, I think it's going to be another struggle of a season. And not to put it all on, you know, this kid, you know, he's 19, you know, one and done out of Duke. Uh, no, knock on him. I think he's going to be a, like a nice player. But I don't see, I don't see at this point in time, superstar, right? And so that can be this, uh, a, a bit of a, uh, like, that could be something where people are like, okay, well, he's 19. How do you know? And that's true. Um, but there's no, like, LeBron in here. There's no, there's no uh, Kevin Durant. There, there's, there's no Luka, I think, in these top four or five picks, except for uh, Jay Nivey. Love Jay Nivey out of Purdue. He went to Detroit. I think that what Detroit is doing is what Orlando should be trying to do. Detroit has, now he, they paired Ivy up with Cade Cunningham, who is like a natural facilitator. Jaden Ivy can play off the ball. He can get his own shot. He can run the point. Um, you also got, uh, they also got uh, Jalen uh, Duran uh, out of Memphis State, who is, uh, you know, a big guy who is uh, very athletic, uh, a bit raw. But all those guys are young. And, you know, as far as the Pistons are concerned, they're trying to go get DeAndre Ayton as well. And that may not be a huge get for some teams, but for what the Detroit Pistons are trying to do with a very young team, and then you're trying to go get a guy who's a bit older but still hasn't hit his prime yet, I think that's the kind of blueprint that Orlando's trying to do. I, I, I mean, Orlando needs to do it. I don't know what Orlando's plan really is right now, looking at this draft, looking at what they've done the past couple of seasons. I know they have young guys, but I don't know exactly what it is that they're trying to do in order to get to that next step of just being able to get to the playoffs just about every year, Brent. Well, I think here's the deal. Uh, what I would say, and again, I don't deep dive on Orlando too much, but I think you have to start with good play. Like You've got to get a good nucleus somewhere along the way and hope some of these guys evolve into maybe star players. This was a draft that might have been void of that guy. I think Jamari Smith, I think, does have the potential to be that guy. We'll see if Bankero can as well. But uh, I, I don't know if there's that... Change, like that changer, you know, the game changer, the franchise changer, the, the Trevor Lawrence for us. I've said that all week. But if you do look at their – check out this roster. All right, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, last year lottery pick, right? Franz Wagner, uh, the other uh, lottery pick. Paulo Bancaro, this year's number one pick. Wendell Carter, Jr. Then uh, – this is what the presumed bench is, according um, to this, what I'm looking at. Markel Fultz, uh, who, you know, just has never materialized to be right. uh, what he was supposed to be. Terrence Ross, R.J. Hampton, those guys don't do much for me. Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac. So if you take the Bambas, the Isaacs, now these three guys in the middle of Suggs, Wagner, and uh, Bancaro, I mean, you're talking about a high investment in the draft that we just don't know yet about. Now, maybe we do know that Isaac isn't going to be maybe what they thought, but especially those three guys from the last two drafts, like you really don't know what they are yet. They don't, you don't know what they're going to be. And so I think this gives a little bit of excitement to the Orlando Magic organization just on the idea of the unknown because there is hope that they could be really good, those guys. And if that trio does develop and is good and is productive, well, now you have a chance. And you can do some of the things you're saying maybe what the Pistons would do or could do or, and, and then have a direction. I understand what you're saying. I don't think there is a direction yet because they don't know what they have. And they've got to find out what they have. Um, I'm positive about the, what they have. I think there's hope about what they have. But do they have that guy or those guys? And in this league, the NBA, you usually need these guys instead of just that guy. Uh, but there's a myriad of ways to collect them, too. So uh, it's not like this is your team and that's all you can have for the next couple of years. 
if this talent blossoms, then maybe that gives them the opportunity to go get a stud to go along with them. And maybe that's your bona fide superstar. Who knows, you know? Um, so, I, I mean, I kind of like where they're sitting. Uh, but I think they, they do still have earned a little bit of criticism from your point of view where the direction of what they're doing, the mapping of what they're doing, the puzzle pieces and what's left to fit, I'm not sure uh, we exactly know that. Yeah, and, and, and uh, good points on Orlando. I would say that they definitely need – it's such a young team. And I know they got some guys in there that have been, you know, in the league for you know at least, you know, four or five years at this point, but it's such a young team. I think they're going to need a free agent who has – uh, the ability to probably be that guy or like 1A who can give some direction, um, who's been on a squad, who's been on a team that's actually gone to the playoffs, knows what it takes to win, maybe not, doesn't have a championship, but can definitely lead or at least step into that leadership role if they're not currently in that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that actually forms. I will tell you, I think that there are two guys out of that top five that could potentially be that guy. I don't, I don't know if Bancaro is going to be that. But I will say I think Chet Holmgren, only because I have the same doubts as everybody else does uh, as far as, oh, he's very thin-framed. Maybe he's the next, you know, coming of KD because of his ball-handling skills, his ability to put the ball in the basket, but, you know, very thin-framed. Um, but Sam Pressy, he doesn't get his lottery picks wrong. He, like, he, he doesn't. I mean, from KD to um, Harden to Russ, uh, even Jeff Green, who's had a great career, Stephen Adams. Um, you know, Sabonis. So, like, he gets – when he picks somebody in the lottery, I'm going to give him deference and say, okay, that's – this guy is going to at least be very good. And, again, Jaden Ivey, he's my favorite player. He's out of the uh, – uh, out of Purdue, uh, had a great tournament. Uh, I just like – I like his skill set across the board. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see. Nightmare. Yeah, we'll have to see what's going on with Orlando, Brent. Um, but I don't see it for them in this upcoming season. So Let me ask you this, Middleton, real yeah. quick. If if they let's just throw it just out there in case, like, what are they missing, right? Like, if they put Jimmy Butler oh. on that roster, yeah, how would you feel? Instant if they change. put like a Dame Lillard, yeah, on now that roster. Oh man, like, how would you feel? Oh. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I'm not saying they're gonna. No, Dame actually is a guy that maybe I would go chase and try to go get or something. They're not gonna get Butler, but I'm just trying to see if okay, if they have X player that we know, this known commodity then how do you feel about everything else? And in that sense, if you start to like it, then you might say, well, they're a player away from being really relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, those two names, you're right. They're not going to get Jimmy Butler. But they get a Jimmy Butler-like, they get a Dane Lillard. I, I haven't even thought about that, Brent. Like, if that happened, I think instant contenders in the Eastern Conference. Because those young guys, right, even though I don't see them doing it as formed, when you put in someone of that caliber of leadership who can provide direction, this is the guy, well, now you can bring these guys up and they can, they can flourish even more because they're not being asked to figure something out that they probably have no idea how to get to. They can, get, they can go to a guy like a Dame Lillard who can give that direction, who's a coach on the floor, who can, who can kind of work you through the adversity and those growing pains because he's done it. He's been in the league, what, 9, 10 uh, years now or coming up on that. So, yeah, I, I like that. They would be just one piece away if they could pull off a big free agent, you know, uh, you know, in the next couple of years or something like that. Absolutely. I would love that team then. All right, kick me out of here. Time to go. Yeah, Brandon, you got to go do TV. Casey Kurtz will be coming in. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation with the NBA draft and also the Stanley Cup. 
Will uh, Casey Kurt be sad after uh, game five tonight out in Colorado? Uh, that's coming up here on Action Sports Jacks Overtime here on ESPN 690. Rolling along on a Friday, and I finally made it into the studio. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. Brian Middleton, the broadcast on. Looks like the heavyweight champ of the world. What's going on? Hey, man, like you said, man, you know what I mean? Championship rounds. That's Fridays. Fridays are championship round Fridays, baby. I got to wear my belt, baby. Dream we- 18. One team, one dream. There we go. I like it. You got the energy on a Friday. I appreciate you. I appreciate you starting off the show as well. Uh, listen to it in my car on 690 AM, which I know we got a few people listening on as well. But if you're on the stream or a streaming platform. In case you were like, I got to get here faster. I got to get here faster. <laughs> no, I thought it was good. <laughs> thought it was good, man. Um. Brent Martineau helping me out while I was on my way here. He said, anything to not have you use my equipment and then have to meet up again. How's <laughs> that, yeah. that how the conversation went? Because huh? I, I, I don't have to see Brent for like two weeks now because, uh, you know, we're going on a little hiatus. But, oh, that's right. So he's like, I don't want to see you at any point in time in these two weeks, so yeah. please do not have to bring me back my equipment. Yeah. So that's fair. On top of everything else. He said, I'd rather sit here for 15 more minutes for free. Yeah. And, and talk NBA. Yeah. That's oh, how bad man. he didn't want to see me. Yeah, oh, so. boy. Um, but, yeah, so I made it. Finally, uh, if you listen, uh, at 5.30-ish, I was in the cryo chamber. Yeah, you were. Live on the show. Yeah, you were. Down at iCryo, the good people down there, they just let me go in. Uh, really cool place, by the way. First time I've been down there. They got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Brian always tells you about outside of the cryo chamber, but it's really cool. Um, I was telling Brian a little bit. It was freezing. Don't get me wrong. I had mentally prepared for colder. Like, I don't know what that looked like, but I thought I was going to go in there and be like, holy crap, I can't take it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, when I got to like 245 on the clock, I was like, oh, thank God. But it was good, man. It was refreshing. And I, j- I texted Amanda this, like the AC in the car didn't even feel cool. That's how cool I am. Like wow. my body temperature. Yeah, I heard about the 35 degree temperature drop. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? And then I ran up the stairs, so now I'm like, uh, crap. Because you know how to get Ran? Here. Ran? Zach Miles is out in his car going to produce the Jumbo Shrimp game. He uh-huh. saw me run. Zach, if you're listening. Oh, what? of those stairs. The five steps that get you into the building. No, the stairs here. But he saw me run from the car to the door. Casey, you didn't run up two flights of stairs. I, I swear to God, I ran up two flights and, of stairs. And you're not breathing hard? And you're not breathing I'm hard. I'm trying my best to not. But if you watch me on the stream, I keep backing up a little bit from my head <laughs> when you talk so I can I breathe. I know that move well. Yeah. So um, I'm just trying to survive here. But I still feel cool. I'll tell you this, by the way. You know how I was worried about the balding on the top of my head? Yeah. That is still the coldest part of my body, so I'm pretty sure that there is some balding going on up there because that was the closest to, like, the ice. you got to get those follicles under control, brother. I might have just done it, or I killed them all with the freezing cold. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, One of the most interesting parts of that live interview while you were inside the cryotherapy chamber, Yeah. uh, Casey Kurtz and I quote, it feels like the three of us are in here with our shirts off. <laughs> and I, you know, I was over here like, huh? yeah, yeah, exactly. I did say that. Yeah. It felt like, here's the thing. I don't know how it really would know when we're going to see him. When is he going to be available? Obviously, with Kyrie, there's question marks again uh, as well about when we're going to see him. There we go. Um, that's okay. They were talking about Kyrie, and they wanted to jump in on our conversation. We won't have that. I'm telling you about my experience in the cryo chamber. But I don't know how it would have been if I was by myself. Like, you usually listen to music. Like, Brent was like, oh, I'm singing Garth Brooks while I'm in there, not to think about it. Like, I'm glad they were there. I'm telling you, it felt like the three of us just standing there bare-chested, having a good time. Brian, now I wish you were there. No, nah, I'm good, fam. I'm going to do it solo. Uh, so, two things. First of all, 
Uh, this is the reason why Casey Kurtz is going to make you it in this a, business. You didn't put away that. You know what I mean? First of all, don't put my business in the street. <laughs> okay? They didn't <laughs> so know exactly what happened. what happened. They just knew what, you know, what they heard. That's yep. one. It yep. could have been, ESPN could have been just jumping in, huh? And I had to figure out how to make sure that they didn't jump in anymore. But now, everybody's like, oh, you didn't put a weight in. Of course. How and then, huh? incredible would that have been if they happened to be talking about cryotherapy? Like, could you imagine if they were talking about that, too? Yeah. I would have lost it. Yeah, that would have been amazing. the greatest producer move of all time. That's Instead, amazing. It's just the worst. Uh, you know, close to it. I've had some doozies on here. And so uh, that's the first thing. So, you know, yeah. uh, appreciate the throwing no me under the bus. Yeah, do what I can. Uh, two, though, the real question is, Casey Kurtz, uh-huh. did you get your own deal with iCryo in uh-huh. order to, uh, you know, get in there like uh, the Martinos do. Because the Martinos are using that deal. They, that's a that's a beneficial deal for the Martinos, for sure. They do a lot of the, the yeah, on-air yeah, commercial yeah. stuff, and then, you know, they use it. In good form. I like it. Did you get that sponsorship deal yet? Are you still in the works with that? Still in talks? Uh, still in talks, for sure. Her I her. do think that uh, I, as far as I understand it, well, Grant, I'm not listening to every show in, the, like, the country. I have to be the first person who did cryotherapy live on the radio, right? I like it. Like, you would think that would be the case. So mm-hmm. um, I do I do have a leg up on most people there for the sponsorship coming in, for sure. But, um, you know, we'll have to see. We'll have to let it play out because there's a bunch of other things you can do, by the way. There's, like, IV, oh. which is cool. There's, like, the compression, which oh. we didn't get to. Um, but all kinds of things. So uh, it's not just the cryotherapy, but it is it is very cold in that room. Uh, sports or not? You know what, man? I... Because we're talking about cold stuff, I feel like yeah, what you, got? you should tease, as I'm getting this music in, like you should tease okay. the fact that we're going to talk about a sport that plays on ice, and you just came out of a chamber that feels like ice. I feel like that should oh, be your... Oh, curling. Right. There you go. Uh, yeah, we got Stanley Cup playoffs coming up tonight. Uh, the final, actually. Colorado up three games to one. Um, Lightning will have to try to figure out a way to win in Colorado, which has been a tough thing to do. How can they do it? What will it take for the Tampa Bay Lightning to avoid elimination tonight and come back for a game six in beautiful Tampa Bay? What will it take? I promise I'm going to figure it out during the break because as it currently stands, I don't know. But I did hear Kevin Weeks talking on the National Sports Center, so maybe I'll just steal his words and change them a little bit. There you go. Uh, but I do have some words. ideas. So we will we will talk about the Lightning a little bit and maybe some more sports before we hand it off to Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball coming up at 6.50 tonight. But stick with us. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. We'll be right back. Friday Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690 only about 20 minutes ago before we got Jumbo Shrimp Baseball tonight we got the Bulls we got the Shrimp Wander Franco still in Jacksonville as far as I understand it so he should be in the lineup unconfirmed haven't been on my phone much but uh, I know he is indeed still here at least for tonight so we got that coming up for you uh, after our show and then we will have ESPN programming for a couple of weeks because we are off. Brian Milton, what are you going to do with your summer vacation? Uh, you know, right now I still work 10 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four to five nights a week, yeah. overnights. So, you know, that's going to be... Um, no you know, vacation. We can't announce fully yet, but, you know, I feel like there's going to be a change in that uh, soon after we come back from vacation. So You never know, though. 
You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Can we pull this whole clip? We want to talk about how we never know. You really never know. I tell you could what. be July, could be July 2023. You never really know for sure. But uh, so Brian's not going anywhere. Uh, he'll still be at work. I'll be working just uh, we, we're not going to sit in front of the microphone for a couple hours a day. You and Amanda don't got anything planned, man? I feel like you, Amanda, and Blue got like a like a day trip to West Palm or... Nah. Oh, Casey! Casey! What? Guess what? What? I'm about to be in these international streets! <laughs> Why? Guess what I got? You got your passport? I got my passport, dog. <laughs> I got my passport, dog. All right, it finally came in. In the international streets. So you're ready to go anywhere. You know what gets me? I don't. I look at some other people's passports, and they look like um, they look like uh, um, spies, right? Mm-hmm. They look like international spies. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, I've seen two like this year from people that I know, and they both look like spies. I look like, you know, regular, like, yeah, you don't travel much. This is your first time out the country, isn't it? You know what I mean? He's an easy mark. I don't know why. And, you know, I should bring it in. I should bring it you in and show brought. people. How excited were you when it showed up? I'm more was like, finally. But it was on the <laughs> expedited ring, you know, that I didn't have to pay for. So I appreciate you, young Patty. Yeah. Patty, Patty, Patrick. Appreciate you expediting that to the man so he can just not use it. No, 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 no. Look, man, international streets. I got to go get my... uh. Pre, Pre-TSA check, pre-check. Why are you getting Global? pre-check? So you don't have to go through those lines. I have Where are you recently. going? It don't matter, You're going Casey. somewhere. I'll tell you in the break, Casey. All right. I'm, I'm very glad you got the passport. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you understand what that means after the first failed attempt and then the second successful attempt, and now the passport has finally showed up. And Brian Middleton has nothing planned. He's a planner, folks. In these streets. He's in these international streets as a planner. Naked HD got to chill on the stream. It like got to. We got to. But we get the point. Look at this. All right. Look at this. All the emojis tell a very this compelling story. Just unbelievable. <laughs> this bot is working overtime. OT. They're like you know they're I mean? working OT on OT. You know what I'm saying? This bot is. I'm here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Anyway. Little big man, where you at, man? Where is little big? We need something to balance this out. We're Sawyer from Twitch, man. We need something. Uh, all right. We do appreciate all y'all listening, don't matter where, on the on the radio, on the stream, on any of the apps that we do uh, broadcast on. I really don't fully know where we are 100%, but I do know that we appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, and we're only going to get better because, frankly, when we started, we probably couldn't have gotten any worse. So, really, I feel like we're really just hitting our stride and we're taking two weeks off. It was October. I mean, technically oh, it was an OT, but that was Florida, Ooh. Georgia. Yeah. You got a good point on that. Hey, you asked me before the break because sports, because this is ESPN 690. Um, you said the Lightning, what do they have to do to not lose? And I was thinking about that earlier because um, I was pretty positive it would come up from three to six. It didn't. Uh-huh. Uh, but it came up now, which is what I appreciate about you, Brian Middleton. So what do the Lightning have to do to not lose? And the obvious answer is score more than the other team. But I think with that, how do you put Colorado on their heels? Because they're going to come out flying. They're at home. Their crowd is legit. They haven't won a cup since 2001. So all of these things are going to be in the favor. The cup is going to be in the building, which is a massive thing. What's finally in attendance, the Stanley Cup is a trophy unlike any other. So it carries weight when it's in the building. So what do the Lightning have to do to put those guys on their heels? And that's shoot the puck, I think. That shoot the puck from every single direction. That shoot the puck from the other side of the blue line. That is at any opportunity you have a sight to the goal, put it on net. Because I'll tell you this, Brian Middleton, weird things happen in hockey. 
Somebody throws a stick in the way. It hits somebody in the leg. Next thing you know, it's bouncing the other way, and it's in the back of the net. The Lightning are a patient team for the most part. I think they need to throw that out the window tonight. I think they need to shoot at every opportunity they get. Obviously, within reason, if you're on the other side of the ice, don't fling it down there. But we don't need pass, 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 shoot. Pass, shoot. You know, put, make Darcy Kemper make 50 saves tonight to win the cup. That's where I think they will be at an advantage because you like his name? No, I've only met one Darcy. It was my sister's friend. Was she a girl? Yeah. Yeah, I've only met one Darcy as well, and it was my friend's little sister. But his name is Darcy. Um, you got to make Darcy Kemper make plays in this game. And I'm serious, make him make 50 saves because he he's a good goaltender, right? Don't get me wrong. He's much better than I would ever be at the sport. He's not He's not elite. You make it, If you shoot the puck at him 50 times, you're getting four goals at a minimum. Wow. You have an opportunity to do that now. you got to stop him on the other side, right? But I think in a closeout situation, the Lightning have really – not been up against something like this, especially in the cup. Back against the wall, you got to win three of the next three, but you can't even think about that at this point. You got to win one of the next one. I think Vasilevsky will be great in goal. I would be absolutely and utterly shocked if they get blown out like a game two scenario. I don't think that's even in the cards, but Vasilevsky's got to be great. There's no doubt about it, and I think they really have to shoot the puck at all times. Let everybody get an equal opportunity shooting the puck. Everybody gets a chance. I think you pepper this man. That's how you win the game. If they don't do that, I think Colorado will hold up the cup. Will you watch tonight knowing that the Colorado Avalanche could win the cup? Is that rhetorical to the people listening? No. Rhetorical question? I was hoping you would say, yeah, you know, maybe. I'm Uh, probably going to be asleep. I'm probably going to be asleep. You ain't got to work? Yeah. I don't go until 11. Oh, right. Yeah, you do have a weird sleep schedule. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I'll probably go, uh, you know, be asleep. But if I hear a little buzzing on my phone and it says Casey K-U-H, because it doesn't say your whole name on the notification, yeah, then I know that Tampa's losing. Yeah. If I don't hear anything? If I don't hear, if you don't hear a text from me, I assume I will get a text from you around the second intermission. You'll be like, oh, the boy's playing. Yeah, That's yeah. usually when you text me. Like, after the second period, I usually get sub for Brian, like, hey, these, these boys really do suck. Or you're like, hey, they're playing good tonight. Hey, man, I check in. I appreciate Listen, that. Listen, man, I'll be a you know I'll be a, a a supporter of Tampa Bay Lightning since you're such a fan. I'll be Tampa Bay Lightning adjacent, you know, for the like rest that. of the Stanley Cup. Uh, so, percentage wise, uh, what's the chance that the Lightning get this to a game seven? Not win it to a game get this seven. To a game seven back in Colorado, back in Bell Arena. Good, good one. Formerly Pepsi Center. Good one. Yeah. Do the Nuggets play there? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Eh, maybe not. Uh, I do appreciate that you pulled that. Uh, percentage? Yeah. Not high. Uh, to game seven, I would say 17%. Wow. 17. There's wow. a chance. I think there's absolutely a chance. I think they're not better, but they can be better. But I really think I think they're in tough order to win tonight and then even winning the game seven. Like, here's the thing. I'm a big believer in this scenario, in any sport. If you are down three to one and you win game six, as in the team down three to one, so you have then obviously won game five. I feel like every time a team that's down three one wins game six, they win game seven. Like I feel like mm. if you're the winning team, you have to close it out in six. Like that's just like a belief I have. Mm. So I think if they can win game six, they win game seven. Like I know that that might sound stupid to like the listener, because like obviously they'd have to get there. But truly, I think if they win game six, they win game seven. So this 
these next two are the big ones. Obviously, the big one tonight to get out with the win would be massive. And look, you've played two games or four games, and two of them have gone to overtime. One of them really shouldn't, which was game one. Um, and then the other night, they, they played well enough to get to overtime, but they were just absolutely dominated in overtime. Colorado, like, the Lightning were changing barely and holding on for dear life and dumping the puck out. They had no offense in overtime. Colorado had every single piece of offense in that overtime. So it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting one, man. I'm going to watch it. That's what I know. Um, but I, I am concerned for the outcome. What else we got? Like sport like what are you looking forward to sports right now? Like we're about to be off for two weeks. We don't got to talk about nothing. But really if the Lightning lose tonight, we talked about this a little bit. The NBA draft is over. Mm-hmm. Like what is your sports viewing habits gonna be for the next little bit? Anything? Uh it, it'll be a lot of, you know, probably podcasts about uh yeah particular teams or maybe the NFL, the NBA, you know, just delving into stuff in the offseason. I'll be following to see how many more issues uh, the NFL um, will have pop up. I forgot about Alvin Kamara. So I read this yeah, article yep. today, and I was I like, oh, that yeah. As well. That's right, man. Kamara been laying low. He been laying low. You forget about that, right? Yeah. That's like a under-the-radar story. Yeah, did you – I'm assuming I saw the same thing as you. They're, they're thinking six games. Yeah. That's and, what they're preparing for. And I think everybody's like, of, of course, at the very least. At the very least, yeah. I mean, that was not a good incident that happened out there in Las Vegas. So, um, yeah, I – you forget about that, though. I tell you what. And with Kamara, so such an interesting player, by the way. Take all this out of it, obviously. Um, but if you look at his stats, like, he's never played a full season. Like, he always misses a couple games, but his numbers mm-hmm. are still insane. Yeah. If this guy could be he, – he won't be this year. I do believe he'll be suspended uh, for six or whatever it ends up being. So he's not going to play a full season. Right. If this dude could play 17 games. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Let me get him on fantasy, bro. Like, here's here's a serious thing. We talked about fantasy earlier a little bit. Okay. Kamara missing six games. You pretty much know going in when you draft him, he's missing three. Mm-hmm. Like, at a bare minimum. So, you add three more to that. I still think he's a first-round pick. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah. I not one, two, three, four, or five, probably. But if you're in a 12-man league and you have, like, 12 and 13 or 11 and 14, I might do it. And, all, and uh, you know, like Henry and... Uh, Taylor yeah. and yeah, I mean, I'm obviously picking Henry or Taylor, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, um, Kelsey's always pops in. Kelsey, Kelsey's uh, a good one. Uh, but, Kelsey should go up, by the way. No Tyree Kill, and then your closest, like your Darren Waller, is going to lose targets because of right. Adams, Adams and then Kittle. Did they bring? No, they still have Debo. So, like, I don't. I think I think Kelsey's a, a top twelve pick as well. That's interesting. We should maybe we we revisit that when we come back. Yeah, listen, I'm down to do a whole week on fantasy football. You know I love that fantasy football, Brian. Man. <laughs> tell you what. Tell you what. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the point I was trying to make. Like, you're going to go into podcasts, stuff like that. Like, there's not – like, I'll watch baseball. Don't get me wrong. But, like, there's such a lull. Like, I guess that's why we're taking off, you know. I'll also watch the soccer news. By the way, it sounds like – Sounds like. Neymar Jr. might be coming to Chelsea. Do you know who Neymar is? You probably should. Definitely not Neymar Jr. It's Neymar. It's just Neymar. Oh, okay. No. You don't know who Neymar is? I mean... The Brazilian soccer player. No. Okay. Um, I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, Anyway, Neymar currently plays for PSG. It sounds like Chelsea's in the driver's seat to sign him because he may be leaving PSG. That is big news if you are a Chelsea fan. I'll try to let you... I mean, he's great. Is that fair enough? Well, by your energy level, before you started talking about him, I assumed that... It would be huge. 
it'd be huge for Chelsea. Like, they – here we go, soccer talk. Um, they have good attacking players, but they can never consistently put it together uh-huh. this year. Um, so having somebody that you know would be out there every game with the skill set he has would be incredible. So right. we'll have to wait and see. That's soccer talk. Um, we got one more segment, and then we got Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. Um, and in that segment, we will let you know where we stand. We got two weeks off. But I have something I want to tell the viewers, Brian Middleton, and it's important to me. I'll tell you on the other side, Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. We'll be right back. One segment to go and then two weeks off, Brian Middleton. I'm feeling it. Maybe it's the cryo, the cryo chamber. Brian Middleton still the heavyweight champion. Of the world. My calves now are feeling a type of way. Your calves? Like in a good way. Like, I I don't know how to explain it, man. This is an experience you need. I cry of St. John's County. Hey, listen, man. I'm all up for a free uh, a free testimonial. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I literally said to Brett, I was like, hey, are you paying for this? He's like, ah, it'll be fine. And I was like, will it, though? You well, know? You got to keep wearing uh, Martinos in your circle. You hear what I'm saying, you know man? What I'm saying? I said, I appreciate you, Brett. So holy I don't, holy. I don't know what that looked like. All I know is I had a good time. In the chamber. I felt like Mr. Freeze. You know, the Batman villain? Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, that's what I felt Mr. like. Mr. Freeze, you felt like him. You know who looked like a Batman villain? Bancaro yesterday. Holy smokes. He did. I like, tell you what. Were you surprised, by the like, way? Yes, I was like, listen, man, Bruce Wayne is looking for you right now. You hear me, sir? That's why I had to come to Orlando. Uh, I heard you talking about it a little bit. Were you not sold? I thought, I thought that was the right pick. I thought it was the safer pick. Like, it's, yeah. there's less chance of it being a bust. Right. Like, Jabari Smith might be great, but he also might suck. I think. Uh, you know, okay. And, oh, and here's the okay. thing. I, I don't know what Orlando's trying to do. Like, I, you, they probably have some type of thing where they're just like, hey, we're trying to get young talent and grown. But I don't know specifically what they're trying to do. So maybe it's the perfect pick for their system, what they're going to be doing, you know, yeah. in the next couple of seasons. But... Um, the one person that I'm not going to bet against is uh, Sam Presti with yeah. uh, Chad Holmgren. So I, I yeah, think you're that high on I heard you talking about. It I think I they hit on it. So anyway, but Casey, you said you had something to tell the people. I do. I just want to say to the people, Brian Milton, we've been doing this how long? Like October. October, we uh, we did a Florida Georgia like special. That's where right. We took over for Brent because we he did had some, to go do some TV stuff. That's right. We did some World Series stuff. So we've been doing this overtime stuff for like since October, right? So we've had a good little run, right? The show's not going anywhere, by the way. This isn't a farewell. Sounds like it. Uh, no, I just want to say to the people that have been listening, right? We, listen, this station, Brent, Austin, and Coos made this station out of absolutely nothing. This was nothing. Wasn't even here. The building and they put here. it on the map, right? Sure did. So the least oh I can do is say to the people that are listening to our show, which I've done some research. I know there are people right now listening. And I think me and Brian would like to tell you that we can't thank you enough for listening these last couple months. We got a couple weeks off, and then we're going to reset where we are for the football season. But I think it's been an incredible couple of months, Brian, for the people listening. I know I've had a good time doing the show. I appreciate all the work you've done. Obviously, I appreciate everyone listening from 3 to 6. As you know, that's been a um, a whirlwind since the end of football season. Uh, me and Brent have kept it to where it is. Obviously, Aaron's helped us in a great job. But after those two weeks, we're going to come back on that show even better. But I think if you've gone from that show and started listening to our show and have continued to be here, I truly can't thank you enough because this is a dream come true for me to be able to talk on the radio with my guy, Brian Middleton. 
So I just want to say, if you have been listening, please don't leave in the two weeks. We still need you, and we appreciate you listening. That's what I want to tell the people, Brian Milton. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that really quick. I know we got to get to Matt Davis, but listen, Matt's man. Matt's listening like, what the heck is what going you, on? What you guys don't understand is that Casey Curse is 24 years old. I'm not knocking uh, his age at all. It's a plus. Uh, there's plenty of people in this business, whether it be radio or television, that have come in around that age um, and have found success. But for Casey to get to this particular point where he's doing talk radio in a top 50 market uh, for four to five hours a day, five days a week, the amount of reps that he's getting, I'm telling people right now, get in while the, the floor, like while the price is low, because the price is going to jump up exponentially by the time he hits 30. <laughs> Exponentially. I'm talking from employers to fans. Get your autographs now. You know, friend them up on social media now because the price is going to go up by, what, what, what's six years from now? I don't know, 2028, 2027. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm happy that uh, people are listening, so please continue. Well, I could have done it without you, Brian. I just want to say that. And now that we've done our, our sappy little we'll be back in two-week situations, Matt Davis, you got anything sappy you want to say? Yeah, I'm gonna need you to sign the uh, both of you to sign a baseball for me. There we, we can because do this. I I need a Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton signed baseball to put up on my trophy case. You really do, by the way. Brian Middleton, have you ever signed a baseball? By the way, I sure haven't. See, like I played baseball, so I used to do it for like myself. Like I would sign BP <laughs> balls, Matt. This is real life, and then go hit them because I was a loser. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, we can we can make that happen for you. Uh, How's it going down there? It looks like the rain that was in St. John's County is not here yet or is not coming at all. Are we uh, we good to go for tonight, or what do we got going? We are all clear. The tarp is covered. It's sitting on the right field wall right beyond the right field bullpen. The ground is looking good to go. The grounds crew has gotten the field in beautiful playing condition. Brian Hoeing is tossing his warm-up pitches down the left field line, and Jumbo Shrimp wearing their Bold City jerseys as they do every Friday. First pitch looking really good for 7.05 straight up. Beautiful. I love to hear it. I love those jerseys as well, by the way. Uh, Matt, uh, you might have heard a little bit. We're off for two weeks, so if I don't hear, if you don't hear from us in those two weeks, don't worry. We didn't get canceled. Uh, we will be back, but uh, we won't be doing these chats, so I hope you have a good couple weeks. We'll talk to you when we get back, but most importantly, have a good call tonight. Give Scott our best when he gets back in the booth, and we will talk to you in a couple weeks, man. Sounds good, guys. I promise to have my review on Arby's by the time you get back. Beautiful. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> I promise to do my due diligence in that two-week span. 